I'm Adam. I'm Drew. And I'm John. And you are listening to the Archive. Our ever-growing library of everything, one hour at a time. Project, take out the intro. Ooh, yeah. That does seem like the kind of thing that a secret government initiative would do. Yeah. I do want to uh, specify going into this, these are all confirmed projects. So no like Area 51 stuff or gotcha. whatever. These are mm-hmm. these are things that at the time were, were unknown to the general public. Okay. Pause on that. Yeah. Is Area 51 not declassified? Like they've well, acknowledged it, its existence. No, yeah, it right? exists. Um, yeah. I know as recently as... 10 years ago on Google Maps, if you tried to like go over that area, it was not, it yeah, was they wouldn't it was, render it, yeah, yeah, it was blank. So, all right, but so, so that was just so these that are car all things, there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that Google car, <laughs> they actually had the guy on with the backpack, yeah, who went out there, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, these are all uh projects, uh, slash operations that actually happened, are currently declassified. You can look them up. It's all for reals. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I have a list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the favorite ones that I saw. These are your your favorites? Yeah, of the ones that I found in my extensively. And how many um, that you know about, you know, from previous... Oh, how many did I know about? Careers that you oh, may have Oh, nice had. try, Drew. Nice try trying to get them. So I was in the Air Force, as some of you know, and I had a top secret uh, SCI, which is kind of a higher level than top secret clearance in the military. And there are things that I know that I'm not allowed to talk about. And Drew is trying to get some secrets out of me. The sneaky little devil he is. Well, let me let me ask around that question. Is there anything, you know, that would satisfy Drew's curiosity about what, you know, as I have told other people. On your deathbed, if like, yeah, you're like, <laughs> and you're about to go out, I will lean down and whisper something in your ear. That's the best I can do. And I do. think I've asked before, will I be like, what? And it will hasten my death? <laughs> <laughs> or I well, hope so. Or will I bring I'll, you back? Or will I go, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably a middle ground between the two. Yeah. 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 You'd be like, that's. Okay. Like something, I know this is not the subject, right? But I, but now that it's brought up, I have to ask, and I've asked you this before. <laughs> is it is there stuff that you know that you're like, man? People should know this. Don't answer that. Don't actually answer that. I because I know that the government <laughs> listens to our podcast. And I don't want you to get in trouble, even with an answer to that. Right. You can answer your question for me, though. Yeah, answer John's question. All right. What was your question? I don't know. <laughs> Haven't thought of it yet. Oh, okay. I mean, you will have a question. Yeah. Presumably at Probably. some point. Here's my question. Uh, what is it about this topic that you find appealing or mm. interesting? Um, I find it interesting that, and just so, again, for clarification, I only went back to World War II. Um, I started doing some Civil War stuff and started getting nah, really man, kind I, of vague. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the world doesn't exist before World War II. There so. you go. 
Um, we just, but that being said, there's call. there's always been governments doing secrety stuff. Yeah, since mm-hmm. you know probably time. Uh, time immemorial. Well, I mean, immemorial. like uh, the engineers in Prometheus. Yeah, oh, there Prometheus. you go. <laughs> 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 Got a boiled out of the script. That was part of the Illuminati. <laughs> this, is, this is like an Alex Jones uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. type of topic. Are we going to get angry and take our shirts off? Ah! <laughs> Drew's shirt's already off. <laughs> um, let me ask you one more question sure. before we dive in to the topic. And I think I've also asked you this before, but time has passed, and so it might have a different answer. All right. Has anything become public knowledge that you knew beforehand? Oh, good question. Yeah. And this is my favorite part because he has to really rack his brains because he has to make sure he's like, did this Has happen? that been? Yeah. And, and to what degree? Uh-huh. That's what so I So here, here's, here's, what, here's what I'll say to that. And I don't know if I've ever answered it in this way before. Uh, yes, but I cannot talk about one way or the other what it might be. Okay, okay. That's cool though. So we so something has come to light whether by, you know, time passing and it's now no longer needs to be classified or or someone mm-hmm. maybe someone leaked it. There was a leak and I you, love WikiLeaks. And you oh, knew about it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh yeah. and one last can I tell one last story? Sure. And this is all sort of topic related. Yeah. Adam and I used to we used to work do in a secret government laboratory. <laughs> Role playing <laughs> games oh, yeah. all the time. Oh man, if you know where you're going with this. And you know, we play D and D, we play Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. One of the best games that we ever played was one that Adam ran, and it was a Resident Evil game. And it was fantastic. I Thank still you. I rated amongst the my best role playing experiences. Um and as characters in the game, we found ourselves uh, in this city and, and like things had gone really weird. And then like through certain course of events, we found ourselves in this facility and uh, we entered into it. It was like from the outside, if I remember correctly, just looked like an unremarkable kind of building. And we went inside and uh, I think gained access, like not necessarily we were sneaking around mm-hmm. and we found an elevator shaft and the elevator went down, mm. not up, <laughs> down. And as we're like exploring this facility, it was very fascinating. And to clarify, you'd go in the elevator, you could go down a couple floors, but you could never go back up again. It would only keep going mm-hmm. down. And uh, and at one point, one of our other players, our friend uh, Brett Lohmeyer, stopped the game. <laughs> he was like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because Adam was like describing a particular room we were in. <laughs> and he was like, Is this what your office is like? And Adam got real quiet. <laughs> and we left it at that, I believe. I think we yeah. did not push you further, but um, for a long time, it was, a, it was an active sort of uh, game, at least for Brett and I, to, to try and get Adam just through normal conversation to reveal just details about what his office looked like. Mm -hmm. And like, (laughs) I hope I could say that you can cut this out. No, if Adam's like, no, no, take this out. Um, but one time we were the whole podcast is (laughs) (laughs) one time we were like all talking 
and it had rained that day and <laughs> and we Adam's like, "Oh man, yeah, it was so you know, it was crazy." And we're like, "So you have windows." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, okay. You are not the only people in my life uh, post-military who have done very similar things. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Yeah. It stresses you out, but it's fun for us. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Go for it. How crazy are the crazies? <laughs> From the movie, the crazies? Well, no, I know how crazy they are. Oh, okay. But I say, like, it's pretty obvious it's on screen. Yeah. I mean, like, so, you know, there are people that allege things about the government. Frogs. Oh, see? And you can't answer that. No, I really can't talk about that kind of stuff. Um, All right. Do you see how serious he gets? <laughs> yeah, it's very, incredible. Very. It's incredible. Can I ask you this? <laughs> you can ask me anything you want. I just did, probably can't answer. All right. Is I'm like is sweaty ears crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But because he'll crack. <laughs> do you feel that way out of a sense of obligation oh. or out of a sense of fear? Yes. Uh, obligation. I took an oath. Okay. So and go. I take All that right. very seriously. Right. So. Okay. I believe that. Yeah. Okay. So you've got, you've got some projects you can talk about. I, yes, exactly. Um, though at the time, some of these are going to range from like, oh, that's kind of funny and interesting to holy shit, what? And I'm really hoping some of these, uh, I'm, I'm going to, so what we'll do is we'll start going down. We're going to start off in 1944. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, if I say the name of the project and you're familiar with it, please, you know. Chime in. Chime in. Okay. Um, if you're not familiar with it, then I will describe it to you. And then I kind of want to get you guys' reactions. All right. Um, this is fun. Yeah. Okay. So if we not, but you're going to describe them all no matter what for our Correct. listeners. Yes. Okay. And if you're like, oh, I've heard of that and blah, 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 I'll yeah. be able to tell you, yes, you are, you're yeah. on something or, man, you're way off. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. So we start off in 1944, something, well, something called Project Pigeon. I've Pigeon. never heard of Project Pigeon. Neither have I. Okay. Ha- are you guys familiar with a gentleman by the name of B.F. Skinner? Yes. yes. What, what, are your, what, are you, what do you like? What do you got? He's the principal of uh, Springfield Elementary School. Mm. Yes. Uh, what are the, the real-life B.F. Skinner? He flew that plane that had all that money on it, and then he got lost, and no one knows where he, where he is, but everyone thinks he's Tommy Wiseau. No, I think you're thinking of D.B. Cooper. That's right. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? It's <laughs> <laughs> not even remotely but I like that, yeah. I have no idea what, what the real B.F. Skinner um, did or didn't do. Well, Nor me, do I. Give me two seconds. Burhus Frederick Skinner. Um, <laughs> What's the first name? B-U-R-R-H-U-S. Burhus. B-U-R-R-H-U-S. Wow. Burris, maybe? Burris? Burhus. Let's go with Burris. Burris. All right. Burris Frederick Skinner, uh, commonly known as B.F. Skinner. It's pronounced Froderick. <laughs> Skinner. Uh, <laughs> American psychologist, behaviorist, author, inventor, social philosopher. Okay. Um, he considered free will an illusion. Polymath. Uh, oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> harkens back to episode eight? Six, mm-hmm. I think. Six? Six. I don't remember. I failed that part of the test. <laughs> <laughs> I might be wrong, too. Um, go to our uh, website this morning. You would have seen it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, free will and illusion. Uh, human action dependent on consequences of previous actions. Free will and illusion. Yeah. Okay. Um, he used uh, operant conditioning. He, just did, he did a whole bunch of stuff back in the, in the 40s and 50s, kind of just based on how humans interact. Do you have a sense from your research on if his 
work is well regarded in the fields mm. of psychology or if he's looked upon less fondly? Uh, no, I think his, I vaguely actually remember hearing about him my freshman college uh, psychology class. Mm. So he's, they talk about so, him. So at least, yeah. at least about 20 years ago, considered teachable at high school. At college. College. Yeah. That may have changed. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, this, you know, this guy was a guy. Cool. He. He's a guy. Uh, during World War II, mm-hmm. uh, he received military funding for a pigeon-guided missile. Oh. Um, a pigeon? The famed behaviorist uh, got this idea. He watched a flock of pigeons in flight, and then he's like, uh, they had ex- extraordinary maneuverability. Could they not guide a missile? <laughs> Johnny looked a little confused or perplexed. Could they not? What do you got? All right. No, I, I, I guess I should have, I should have pulled my my threshold back a little further. Maybe we start with the Korean War and everything that happened before that just doesn't <laughs> doesn't count. <laughs> Um, but, uh, he designed this missile, um, that had a nose cone that was clear with a plastic screen on it. And, uh, they taught these pigeons to see like a picture of a battleship. And if they saw this battleship, they would peck at it. And then they put this, these (coughs) pigeons inside this missile with a screen that they could see out of, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. a clear nose cone and where they tapped on the, let's say they, they're flying, you know, the missile is launched. And it's flying, and they see a battleship. And so they start pecking at you know, what they think is a picture of it, but it's a real one. And then the guidance system would then turn the missile towards uh-huh. uh, said target. Huh. Did it? I mean, it seems like magnets would have just been <laughs> good enough. <laughs> Did um, it work? Uh, early simulations, it was eerily accurate. Hmm. Did phenomenally well. Okay. Um, you kill a pigeon in the process. You would kill a bird in the po- in the process. There's no doubt about that. And you know, if for just for a moment, setting aside the moral ethical implications <laughs> of that, mm-hmm. you're also, you know, that's not sustainable. If you have to train pigeons all the time, right? In what sense? Well, you killed, you trained that pigeon, right? Right. And now it knows how to do that. Right. Now right. it's dead. But then it does it once and it's gone. You got to train another pigeon. Yeah. For the next missile. And we sent a lot of missiles in World War II. We did. Um, and after World War II. But you figure a lot of pigeon pie died also during that whole. <laughs> <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> what? No, but do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I see yeah. what you're saying. Um, I, but you said it's not sustainable. I don't know about that. There's. Pretty much an exhaustible supply of pigeons they could have trained. Mm. So, it's a good point. It's got a really good point, Drew. <laughs> well, a bunch of psych, uh, uh, psychologists and um, physicists also were like, "Yeah, this is great. It's, this they is, loved it. This is a great idea, and it works really well by as pure your testing." And so it works really well. And then the military, though they funded it, were like, eh, "Maybe this isn't the best idea." Why? Uh, they just thought it was too far out there. Were uh, they just like, we can't, for for marketing purposes, Yeah, we can't be... <laughs> Word gets out to Adolf <laughs> They'll make fun pigeons of us. are guiding <laughs> our missiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we be will be the, the 
pigeon force. They're like, it's if it's not bald <laughs> eagles, force. it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, at least put an eagle in there with yeah. the pigeon. Put an eagle in there. <laughs> Just for optics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put the pigeon behind a mirror or something and <laughs> put the eagle in the front. <laughs> for God's sakes. <laughs> Come on, Skinner. <laughs> Give me, work with me. Did work we, with me. Give me something. Did we try it with an eagle yet? <laughs> Can the eagles see the battleships or what? Oh man. Um, All right. What what else you got? Uh, yeah. Well, they they thought it'd be uh, very eccentric and impractical. I love uh, that. It still, is. It's like, still gave them weird. Still gave them twenty five thousand dollars. It's like and to develop it. Yeah, to develop yeah. this. Um, prototype. I really would Our love problem it. is no one would take us seriously. Uh, yeah, I would love to be in the meeting where he's like presents his findings like it's a hundred percent accurate, guys. It's it works really well. Yep. And All they're we just need is like, the go ahead to start mass producing it. Yep. <laughs> Doctor Skinner, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad it works. But we just can't. <laughs> we, we just can't. We, we, um, I know a lot of our boys are going to go down if we don't make this decision today, but I just can't just, do it. Sorry. Just to be clear, yeah. the the nose cone has to be transparent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm afraid we can't do yeah. it. <laughs> so on October 8th, 1944, they cut, they canceled the project. Oh. They what were, did Skinner go on to do? They uh, go on to become a famous uh, behavioral <laughs> oh, therapist. Oh, this is okay. before he, yeah. he... Well, in the middle of yeah. it. But, he was like, yeah. oh, man, maybe there's more I can learn from pigeons. <laughs> well, there's a fun addendum to this little <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah. Um, in 1948, the Navy revived the project as Project Orcon. <laughs> Orcon. And Orcon. canceled it in 1953 because of electronic guidance systems were proven uh. to work. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They were Navy's on board. They're like, look, we're the Navy. You've seen what we wear. Yeah, it's been four years. <laughs> War's over. Let's see what we can do here. I think they're just like, we've got less shame than the Army. So. Well, okay, that, that does raise an interesting point, though. So what that suggests to me, then, is that there was no real electronic guidance prior to... No, it's like... There's a target. Lob the missile over there. See what happens. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, uh, given that, I think yeah, it's kind of given that, that context, that does make it the makes pigeon sense. Thing yeah. a little less that they had, crazy. but also that they had yeah. the technology developed technology that a pigeon could poke at a screen, yeah, and that would guide it. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. pretty impressive. If you think that about is, it. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. like I'm going to think about that, that every time I tap my phone. There you go. From now on, like I'm just following in the footsteps of the yeah. pigeons. <laughs> and you're playing Battleship on your phone. Be like, I'm a pigeon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should make a G4. game. G four. Yeah, yeah. Really. Oh, yeah. This would be a great game. Yeah. You're the pigeon. Operation pigeon. Tap tap tap. Operation tap, pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> and the sequel, Operation Orcon. Orcon. <laughs> I went to Orcon a few years ago. It <laughs> <laughs> was a lot of fun. Oh man. All right. What else you got? Okay. Project number two. Project fifty-seven. Oh, I've not heard of it, but no. I have a guess of what it is. Can you so. guess what year this happened? <laughs> <laughs> I well, that may change my other guess. Well, what's your what's your guess? What it is? Yeah, I think it has something to do with ketchup. Okay. Oh, I was gonna say 1947. Uh, Project 57 in actually did take place in 1957. Okay. 
And, and is that just it? Is just to see like what happens when you name a year after <laughs> or name a project after a year? Successful. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> you beautiful bastard. <laughs> My God, what have we brought? <laughs> Boys, crack the champagne. <laughs> we did it. We're cutting out early today. <laughs> we saved a lot of lives today. <laughs> Okay, Project Fifty Seven. So we're we're so I did, I got I got I got the lighthearted one out of the way early. Oh, now, we're no. getting, now we're getting no, into like depressing, like okay. the crazy stuff. All right, so Project Fifty Seven. There was a safety test conducted at the uh, Nevada test site to simulate what would happen if an airplane carrying an atomic bomb crashed and released radioactive material into the environment. Uh, they did so much of this crap. Uh, right in, in the fifties, yeah, I'm, I'm like, aware of this. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. they just like we're just blowing up nukes right yeah. and left. Yeah, um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, this is the kind of thing where they had like the little city set up in the mock, mm-hmm. you know, to see what would happen. Um, was this discuss what was dis- <coughs> discussed on our Atomic Age episode? No, I think that was a different. Those are some different tests, okay. but probably similar setup where they had, yeah, like they they would examine the effects uh, <coughs> on various like mannequins or structures right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so this is here too. Um, uh, this test area is also known as Area Thirteen. Okay. Um, so you know they set off some nuclear bombs there. So they don't actually and- crash the plane. No, they basically said, "Hey, you know what would happen if a plane would would have crashed here?" Okay. And so they blow it up. And here's the the kind of the they didn't tell anybody about it, you know. Again, mm-hmm. but then they're like, "Okay, let's call it a day," and didn't like clean anything up. Right? Didn't right. they just blew it up? And we're like, take some notes. And uh, okay. It wasn't until 1981 that the Department of Energy finally was like, we should probably clean that up. Wow. <laughs> and, and, what, but, and, but did they still own the property? Like, was it still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just basically just threw, threw a fence around it. We're like, all right, let's call it a day. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's due diligence. <laughs> <laughs> they And in the intervening time, no one was, like, playing around in that or... <clears throat> um, that we know of anyway. Like, is there anything... Yeah, was there any fallout from um, that? Hey, this guy. <laughs> yeah. um, the biggest thing they found is that the plutonium actually didn't go that far. It kind of just um, landed on the topsoil and there. just kind of stayed there. Um, Killed a square mile of land for ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was more than a square mile. It was <laughs> um, 10, by, 10 miles by 16 miles. Whoa. Yeah, that's a pretty good chunk of land. Yeah. Um, in Nevada, you said. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So yeah, they shut that. They fenced off the area, shut it down, uh, buried some of the material. Um, awesome. And then awesome. Uh, I guess later, I guess a year later, they found some earthworms <laughs> that were uh, outside the restricted zones because birds would fly in and eat them <coughs> and then fly off. And then so the radiation was getting out in other yeah, ways that they weren't yeah, anticipating. Yeah. yeah. Should have thought. Should have put a dome over it, man. Put yeah, put a dome. Project Fifty Eight. We need to we build need a dome. <laughs> Damn it! It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, you know, pretty, pretty normal sort of thing, but still secret. No one knew about it. How, and uh, how long did that remain a secret? Was it in eighty one that that 
was essentially, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, totally. As 81, they declassified it. And cleaned it up. Uh, and, cleaned, and cleaned it up. Uh, we made a mess. <laughs> we didn't tell anybody. Got some worms that are uh, mm. radioactive worms. Do you think that was because, like, word was getting out or, like, people were putting the pieces together? Like, so there's all these radioactive worms, and that yeah. means there was probably a test on this land. And so they were just like, um, <laughs> in 1957, we uh, detonated. <laughs> <clears throat> and now uh, we're going to go clean it up. So there's not, nothing but, more to say here. <clears throat> but we would all we were always going to clean it up <laughs> as, as part of the plan. <laughs> Let's see that memo. <laughs> right here that you learned about 1981. Right, right this year when we were going <laughs> to clean it. All right, next on our <laughs> list. Now we've hit 1958. Oh, not too far away oh, from Project our Project 58. Uh, Project Teak and Orange. I've not heard of that. I don't think so. This is we're trying to get to like super insanely messy stuff going on here. Um, so again, they want to try out nuclear explosions, <laughs> see what it, see what's going to do. Why? What um, do they need to know at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they did so many of these things; right. it's crazy. Um, I wish I had the number off the top of my head uh, of how many of these sort of tests they they ran. Yeah, um, were were these actually? Um, and maybe maybe this gets too deep. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I, I am genuinely interested in your opinion based on what you know. Um, do you believe that these tests were actually conducted for scientific purposes, or was it just a, a constant reminder that we've got these things to blow up? Like it was intended that word would leak to the right people that we're testing this shit. We can just right. blow like an, these things up willingly. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that played into it. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if if they're, and we'll get to some of the stuff a little bit later about you know if they're, just, if they're constantly blowing these things up multiple times a, a a year. Yeah, they obviously it's working. I mean, they're doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and as long as we're blowing them up, and it's not the other guys blowing them exactly. up, then everything's fine. We got this yeah. under control here. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna read this little first part of this uh, article because I love the way it, it's phrased. All right. Perhaps the most wrong-headed, ill-advised, and dangerous of all the atmospheric nuclear explosions by the U.S. projects Teak and Orange were right out of a science fiction story about mad scientists and their crazy experiments leading to the destruction of the planet. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so Teak and Orange were two massive 3.8 megaton nuclear devices. <clears throat> um, which were to be uh, uh, detonated in the upper atmosphere um, above Johnson Atoll, about 750 miles, 750 miles, not like 1,000 or 5,000, but 750 miles west of Hawaii. Wow. Um, Teak was exploded at 50 miles above the surface of the Earth. Orange was 28 miles. Um, The purpose was to see, uh, give the U.S. a measuring stick uh, to see if the Soviet Union did the same thing. Um, uh, how how different would it be to detect? Um, <laughs> to detect, yes. Um, if a if a teak blows up fifty miles off yeah. the coast of Hawaii, are and we gonna know? No one sees it. Yeah, did it really blow up? Yeah, yeah. So here's where we start getting the kind of science. It's not a crazy stuff. So. Uh, how obvious is it to explode a 3.8 megaton nuclear device between 30 and 50 miles up? 
Um, fireballs produced burn the retinas of every living thing within a 225-mile radius of the blast. Uh, anything happening looking at the sky without protective goggles, instantly blinded, uh, included hundreds of monkeys and rabbits uh, that were in the aircraft's flown nearby to see what would happen. Oh. These animals had their heads locked towards where the oh blast was to find out what would happen. Um, there was a 2,100-mile radius that you could see the aura. That's 2,100 miles you could see the aura from the explosion. Um, one of the uh, women's test engineers said, said, chillingly, we almost blew a hole in the ozone layer. Um, they, uh, wow. Yeah, even though they were warned, hey, this might blow a hole in the ozone layer if you do this, they were like, yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. And they almost did it. Oh, my gosh. Um, most radio communication in that huge part of the Pacific uh, Ocean went totally dead. Drew's bored by this. Oh, sorry, I'm just tired. Um, <laughs> Good I, work, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did it, boys. Blinded some rabbits and monkeys, but <laughs> I, you know, there, I, there's this. Um, I don't know if it's a philosophy or a theory. Maybe it's more of a theory, but there's this idea out there um, that you know we sort of wonder if we are the only sentient. Uh, beings in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Are there other, is there other, other life out there, intelligent life? And obviously so far we have found none that, that has not been confirmed or denied. Except for what Adam found while Except he was working. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. But there's this, so there's this thought of, is that because there were and they're all gone or yeah. because there isn't any. And the thought of like there might be, but they're all gone, is that there's potentially a point at which all um, intelligent races destroy themselves. Mm-hmm. There's like an evolutionary uh, timeline or whatever you want to call it, where it, a society reaches a point that it, can, it just cannot go further. Yeah. Like just it just can't help itself. Yeah. yeah. Can't help yeah. and if you and if you make it past that point, then you know, you're good. You're sort of set. Yeah. You you're, can coast. Yeah. And you're like those little uh the blonde kids in the time machine that just hang out and yeah. sunbathe. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um but that we have either crossed that threshold. You know, and it may be of you know the day that we blew up this teak and orange bullshit and didn't <laughs> destroy the ozone layer. Yeah, I mean we're destroying it in other ways, but yeah, um, either we've crossed that point, we made we made it, and we're gonna coast on by, or we haven't reached that point yet. Right, and many other there are many other races that have existed before us, but have who reached that point, and that's why we haven't heard from them. Yeah. But this makes me think of that. Like, that was a day where, you know, we could have... Could have very easily, yeah. Set ourselves on a course. A catastrophic so. sequence of events. I'm not quite motion. done with this project yet, uh-huh. but we're, there's, we're, get, we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting to other cool. projects yeah. that we came even closer to the, the knife's edge, so to speak. Um, there's a picture I want to put in the show notes of uh, the Johnson facility where it was launched off directly before and directly after, and it's 
pitch black night in the first picture, and it looks like the middle of a sunny day in the, in the second oh picture. It's insane. Like it's just like, bip, yeah. and all of a sudden, um, no one in Hawaii was told this was going to happen. Um, uh, the teak fireball turned from light yellow to dark yellow to orange to red. The red glow remained clearly visible in the southwestern sky for half an hour in Honolulu. Um, all communication, and again, Honolulu, mm-hmm. all the way down to New Zealand, nothing. Everything's wow. out. Um, one of the very first messages um, that was received at the Johnson base uh, was from, uh, who was it from? Uh, one of the other commanders in the general area said, are you still there? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, imagine like if you're in Pearl Harbor and this oh, happens. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I I sort of understand why they wouldn't tell anybody, yeah. but man, yeah. Did that have um, ill effects on the people of Hawaii? Or, um, I mean, <laughs> effects. Uh, that we know of. Right. Just, yeah. uh, you know... Um, <laughs> that they've been taken to court over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fission, debris, fission debris in the ionosphere. Um, again, all radio waves shut down right. for quite a bit of time. Um, it's probably similar to when that panic message went out uh, in Hawaii a year ago. Or oh, right. Whatever about like, yeah. missiles incoming. Oh, right. <laughs> um Blackouts in Australia for over nine hours. Um, Jeez. Uh, Honolulu police, you know, were overrun with calls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the red shell from the explosion lasted uh, almost an hour in the sky. Mm-hmm. Just this red aura of death. Gosh. <laughs> so. All right. That's well. enough for uh, Teak and Orange. That's... Uh, <coughs> Let's go to... Uh, Maybe this is a good time to... And I don't know if you have this figure, but if you could ballpark it for me. Like, sure. Um, at any given moment, how many projects would you say are in the works or oh, are man. ongoing? I would just spitballing, you know, that any actual hard data, 15 to 20. Oh, really? That's it? I would think so. Yeah, I okay. mean, you got to figure these, these are, things. These are all military projects, or does this include, as I like, said, any government other? slash military is kind of okay. the the, right. the umbrella. But we put all of our money in the military, so that kind of <clears throat> yeah tracks. All right, let's head on over to the 1960. Hey, and, the swinging 60s. Yeah. yeah. So we're out of the 50s. Right? I'm sure there's nothing more. <laughs> That'll happen uh, as far as that stuff goes. Yeah. This is called. We're, we're done with atomic bombs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure, we um, learned our lessons. This uh, is called Project Iceworm. Ooh, I've not yeah. heard of this one. This is good. This is uh, good. You know it? No. Okay. You know anything about it? Okay. Um, so now we're in the middle of the Cold War, right? Oh, mm-hmm. finally. Um, <laughs> Wow. We've been trying to start it for yeah. 15 years. Right. Uh, so the U.S. Uh, Army uh, goes up to Greenland, the country, Greenland, um, and uh, they said, hey, you know what? We're going to hide uh, hundreds of missiles <laughs> under the surface of Greenland uh, so that, um, what the hell was the actual point of this thing? 
um, uh, close enough to basically strike targets in the Soviet Union. Okay. Um, but the thing is, so they're going to they're dig these um, uh, ballistic missiles and nuclear missiles, right? Um, mm-hmm. Under the, the and Greenland, correct me if I'm wrong here. Greenland is like the very sort of northeastern part of North America. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So about um, like as close as you could get to Russia without being on a different continent than we are. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically the plan is to dig, to do this big tunnel underneath these ice shelves. Now we're talking. Wow. Man, I Put love tunnels. Hundreds of, and there's an awesome picture of I it. I love government tunnels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe get a picture of this for the, for the show notes. Um, this pigeon project's great, <laughs> son, but it needs more tunnels. <laughs> dig, dig. What about ice tunnels? What do you think? What about worms? <laughs> um, so they did the first thing they called uh, Camp Century, a prototype ice base uh, on the planet Hoth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about 200 underground tunnels carved out of ice sheets. You know, it, it worked pretty well. They said, all right, that, look, that looks pretty good. Looks pretty so good. So this is actually an, a, a tunnel in ice. Yes. Right? Like they're like... All yes, stuff like is... all the walls, ceiling, ground, you're going through the center of ice. Ice. Okay. Um, so they put up this thing, uh, Camp Century, um, and it's popped champagne. This worked great. <laughs> this is awesome. Fellas, um, we did it. Another success story <laughs> under your belts. <laughs> you're a goddamn A-team <laughs> if I've ever seen one. <laughs> um. Go out and find yourself a monkey to blind. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the kicks. Um, so, you know, the funny thing about ice. Ah, <laughs> ice. There's, I think I know where you're going. Well, what do you think? What do you think happened? Uh, what do you think happened? Uh, well, I do know that there's a sort of uh, fleeting aspect to ice in some situations. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you sort of introduce any form of heat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it might start to disappear. Uh, yeah, you're essentially right. After only about three years, uh, shifts in the natural ice caps, uh, many of the tunnels started becoming warped and twisted. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> and structurally yeah. unsound. And so... Uh, in a- I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> They're just put, tunnels. I mean... Put a pigeon in it. All right. So, so they're not straight. I don't know. Fix your tires. Right. Teach the pigeons um. how to drive the missiles through a tunnel. Where's Skinner? <laughs> We've done this before, damn it. Um. Doesn't anybody have the books? <laughs> Where did those binders go? Um, yeah. So they in a, in a rare stroke of, hmm... Maybe not a good idea. They opted to not put the nukes in uh, uh, in, in this in, in network this, of, of ice tunnels, wow. realigning so they, tunnels. But they dug the tunnels. They were there. They dug the tunnels. There. It was it was there. Wow. Um, it's still there. Are the uh, tunnels still there? Well, um, so again, this is 1960. Um, in 97, let's see here. Um, they they. Uh, um, 
Speak up, son. I got pigeons in my ears. Um, I think there are um, kind of remnants of it that are still there. Okay. Um, Though they say that with climate change, um, uh, portions of the ice sheets that are still covering Camp Century uh, will start to melt. And at that point, um, any sort of leftover biological, chemical, or radioactive waste that's still there uh, will leak. Oh, just spill into the cool. old jet stream. Yeah, yep. good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. us. Yep. Yeah. There was also a, there was a um, uh, hospital, a shop, a theater, and a church there. Wow. All under the ice. So that is the end of uh, Project Ice Worm. Ice Worm. Not quite up to the destructive <laughs> standards of Teak and Orange, but uh, keep what, working you, on it. You didn't blow anything Keep up. working on it. Um, have you ever heard of Project Kiwi slash Nerva? I uh, don't know. Yes, I don't believe I have. so. You have, seriously. We're, we're where they got those kids and they put them in those giant robots. When the angels were coming to Neo Tokyo. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, I've heard of this one too. Uh, 1965, we are in currently. All right. There. Uh, so um, let me pop the little. Uh, Rolling Stones are on the radio, and I was in Project <laughs> Kiwi. <laughs> I just got off of a four year stint blinding monkeys. <laughs> so. God, I was missing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, this would be a little, I'm trying to think how I would, okay, whatever. Uh, 1960s, what was, what was going on? Uh, you obviously been discussing it a bit, but what was, the, what was the big thing going on? Well, we finally got rid of that commie Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. We're on our way to getting rid of his brother. Oof. I mean, I don't know what else you want to know. Uh, what was going on in, in, in science back in the 60s? Drugs. Mm. They were like, all all like, the scientists were getting high. Mm. Freud was like... Uh, Looking for space yeah. race, people. Space race. Uh, <laughs> trying, to go to, uh, trying to go to the moon. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I knew that. I knew trying that. to go to the moon. Yeah. Woof. Um, <laughs> Look, we got <laughs> too excited about that. I know. <laughs> um, so there's an area... Uh, oh. Called Area. 20, there was an area. Uh, area Twenty Five. Back in Nevada again. Um, Is Nevada just divided? Just full of Nevada just has a lot of land. land yeah. Um, uh, so there was this project called uh, Nerva Nuclear Engine Rocket Vehicle oh, Application. Shoot. Uh, Sixteen stories tall. Yeah. The rocket ship called Orion. Orion. Um, would blast off from eight 250-foot-tall towers out of a cloud of radioactivity generated by a powerful oh nuclear reactor and engine aboard the ship. Uh, when running at full power, the nuclear engine operated at 3,680 degrees Fahrenheit and had to be c- cooled by liquid hydrogen gas. Now, Okay, so let me pause right there. Yeah, so yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this is a rocket that is fueled entirely by an atomic... Explosion essentially, and the idea is we would put people on this rocket, yes, in order to send them into space, yeah, uh, send them into space where to the moon, 
Nope. To Mars. To Mars. Oh. This is an active project going on at the same time as the uh, lunar project is going on. Oh, I like really? it. I yes. like it. This yeah, was the, no the, the big swerve at the end. This like, is really interesting because the current project, Orion, is also a, a project to get to Mars. Ooh. Just like J.J. Abrams, our government likes to lean on the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are going to love it. Um, Next step is pigeons. <laughs> yeah. We got some <laughs> pigeons. We give them their own little glass domes. Uh, and they're going to steer the rocket ship. <laughs> to Mars. We won't kill To Mars. <laughs> Cheers. We've learned our lesson. Um, uh, when they tested the, the Nerva engine, it would shoot to the atmosphere a plume of hydrogen exhaust um, that had passed through a superheated uranium fission reactor. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, so this like thing this, was actually launched, right? They, uh, it was tested. So it's it's sitting on the launch pad. They're firing it, right? Is right. essentially what you're saying. Yes. And the sort of exhaust, basically, from this thing is shooting up into the atmosphere. Into the atmosphere. Like, it just, it just like, kab- billowing. Whoa. Billowing. So, yeah, this is like, uh, like if Chernobyl were, uh, like, just pointed at the sky. Right. Yeah, in a, in, a, in a roundabout way, yes. So uh, that's uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember this this one. How long did it go on? Uh, well, they did they did some testing on it, uh, as you can as you can imagine. Um, let me see. No, this is the right one. I wonder, okay. uh, do you, and do you know why they decided in the end not to pursue? Oh, we're getting to that. Oh, the the this ship. We are actually dead. That's why they decided not to pursue it. <laughs> this ship would take 150 men to Mars in 124 days. Wow. That's the, the math behind it? Yes. Um, but there would be no Earth to return to. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay, so that's Nerva. Pretty cool. Okay. Pretty cool stuff. A little dangerous, but you so know. So they just tested it once? Uh, well, we're, we'll get okay, there. Okay, alright. So but then scientists are like, you know what? What would happen if uh, one of these uh, nuclear engines we got here would explode? Oh, God. <laughs> Why do, what do you think would happen, you idiots? Thus was born Project Kiwi. Uh, fellas, I mean, I, I appreciate the direction that you're going in. It's good. There's, I mean, if the wind blows the right way, we might kill a few hundred thousand of us. I need you to think bigger, though. <laughs> this is space we're talking about. This is the space race, fellas. Here's the problem. <laughs> How are we going to know what happens if it blows up? <laughs> We've got no data on this. Oh, man. We've done zero tests. <laughs> I don't even know what a nuclear bomb is. What if I'd never shot myself in the face with a <laughs> nail gun, huh? How would I know how it feels? How would I know how it feels <laughs> if I did it twice? I need to know. Um, yeah, the first, uh, go back to your, how long it lasts. The, the first test they ran, um, the engine ran for, uh, almost two hours straight, um, Whoa. including almost a half hour at f- maximum power, um, which is almost double what they thought it would do. Mm. Um, so r- rousing success. Good job guys. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, Did we get any monkeys staring <laughs> at that thing or what? <laughs> How many bunnies? Um, <laughs> I love the fact they. Um, so that was the first test. Um, 
the second one was set up at a place called Jackass Flats, Nevada, which just makes me super happy (laughs) on so many levels. Um, Can you get ordained the new facility at Jackass Jackass Flats? Life is a highway. <laughs> um, so the testing they did at Jackass Flats um, uh, <laughs> confirmed a nuclear rocket engine was suitable for space flight and was able to operate at specific impulse. Suitable, yeah. Uh, twice out of a chemical rocket. Um, deemed adequate for Mars missions, um, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, so I, preempt, I preempted our, our little other discussion. Uh, so, Kiwi. Yeah. So again, what, did what it, if it blew up? What you remember? What I said with the but thing was what if it blew up? What did I say was cooled by? What was the question? Do you remember liquid what it is? hydrogen, liquid hydrogen gas, a, a known non-flammable right. thing. Right. <laughs> oh. They said okay, 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 okay. Um, let's see. What year did I say it was? Uh, sixty-five. Yeah, good. That's still good. So sixty-five. Um, the stones were on the radar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nuclear rocket engine, codenamed Kiwi, was allowed to overheat. Um, they basically let the, uh, like the cooling system run out of coolant. Mm -hmm. Um, when the engine hit 4,000 degrees centigrade, uh, it exploded. Um, the explosion blew, uh, one part of it was a hundred pound chunk of radioactive fuel Landed a quarter mile away. Oh, my God. Uh, the reactive plume rose 2,600 feet in the air. The wind carried the radioactive dust cloud west, passing over L.A., out oh, into the sea. Holy shit. Um, uh, they measured how much radiation was released. That part of the story is still classified. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Um, though it was passed off as a safety test, um, it pretty much uh, violated all 1963, I guess, yeah. a bunch of countries got together and said, we can't put out any more radiation above a certain amount. Um, we had our fingers crossed behind <laughs> our backs when we signed that, right? <laughs> um, so they found out that uh, if this would happen, uh, anyone standing within 100 feet would die immediately. Uh, with, I feel like with I could have guessed that. Within 400 yeah. feet... Uh, Serious doses of radiation that could be fatal. A uh, thousand feet would be overexposed radiation. Um, there's a fun little coda of this of our story here. Uh, five months later, they're doing uh, another rocket test of a uh, engine called uh, uh, Phoebus. Phoebus um, accidentally ran out of liquid nitrogen cooling tank and exploded. <laughs> Jeez. I so so the test. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to give them any credit, uh, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to truly understand why. Sure. They the thought. Well, we need to know. So really, what they were needed to know was how hot can this get before it blows up, and what would happen. Right. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I can see the information. The first part of that information being valuable, mm-hmm. but the. The second part is like, well, you know what's going to happen when it blows up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like you would think that they would be able to take the data that they had from previous 300,000 yeah. other nuclear explosions <laughs> and just figure yeah. like, okay, well, it's going to be as bad or worse than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
and yeah. Um, yeah. So that so that happened. The you know not the not the second explosion, not the accidental explosion, but the purpose explosion. Um, and in typical fashion, it's all right, boys. Good day. And just left it alone for three weeks. And then they're like, we should probably go clean that up. <laughs> Jeez. Did they fence it off at least? <laughs> uh, there was no mention of fencing off anywhere in, in, these, in these few articles that I read about. Um, so <clears throat> Our fences are needed elsewhere. <laughs> Let's go. We use it all on Project 57. <laughs> all the fence. <laughs> what about all the... Just leave it. We're trying to get to space, all right? Are you? We can't afford to be building fences down here on Earth. Listen, son, I talked to Buzz Aldrin yesterday, <laughs> and he wants to walk on the damn moon. <laughs> I'm not saying no to him. <laughs> Just so we can clean up a little mess. I already said no to the sun. <laughs> I say no to the moon. <laughs> not going to do it. All right. This is one of my favorite, if not my favorites. We're already down to our final two uh, uh, projects here. Uh, now we're in 1968. Mm. It's something called Project Dr. Freeze Love. I, I thought I would have heard of some of these, but I, again, yeah. I tried no to do, idea. I tried to dig a little bit to, yeah. make, to make this Freeze interesting. Freeze Love. Dr. Freeze Love. Project Dr. Freeze Love. Um, this is going to be Batman related. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, 1968. There's a B-52G bomber doing a the secret mission are on the radio <laughs> <laughs> again. Um, uh, doing a secret mission over. Where is it flying over? Nevada. That, you'd think that, but Arizona. Uh, no. Utah. Hawaii. No. No. Missouri. No. Greenland. Oh. Oh. Damn. Back yeah. to our friends in Greenland. Yeah. Um, you know what? We, did? we didn't destroy that place <laughs> enough. We only what destroyed ca- the underground. What kind of projects can we throw at those fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if we blew up a comic bomb in Greenland? <laughs> would that be different? Uh, yeah, so fire breaks out of the board, this uh, uh, ship, uh, yeah. plane rather. Um, most of the crew bailed out, and the aircraft smashed into the, Iceland, uh, the Greenland ice sheet. Um, upon impact, at least three of the atomic bombs exploded. <laughs> what what was the test here again? What um, were they trying to find out? Or were they just transporting something? <laughs> wait, they, what's the yeah? Wait, this this what, was what was the goal of this? This exercise? was Project Doctor Freeze Love, right? Well, so it, the that uh, happened. Okay, that happened. Gotcha. And this then, is not necessarily part of the project. Oh, no, okay, no, no, okay. no. This occurred. Okay. Yes. And luckily, we had we knew what would happen when a plane crashed. <laughs> we did those tests. Like <laughs> vindication. I mean, I feel like we can get right out in front of this one, fellas. Get, no trouble. Get uh, Charlie on the line. He told me we would not use that information, and I've got a gloat in his face. <laughs> um, Charlie on the line. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie, you son of a bitch. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're ready to eat your hat. What's that? He was in Greenland. Oh. <laughs> um, was he dressed like a monkey? <laughs> they were doing um, a Cold War uh, alert mission. Essentially just, okay, you know, yeah. let's have a we gotta get these big bombs. ass plane yeah, full yeah. of nukes. And let's put real nukes on it. Because <laughs> that's important. I mean, I, I guys... <laughs> I feel like 
if we're testing this Cold War thing, why it's not going to make any sense unless we have real nukes on the plane. Yeah, right. The guys aren't going to be, you know, they're going to they're not going to be in character enough. They're not going to feel. They're not going to try. Yeah, they're not going to try. They're going to think we're it's not going to get good data. It's going to be like we put a pigeon. It's on pigeons it. all over yeah. again. So let's put at least five <laughs> nuclear bombs on there. At oh least. man, yeah. Um, so there was uh, seven people on this uh, uh, plane. Um, yeah, so they bailed. Well, so six out of the seven had ejector uh, seats. And, they and we assume ping! they also landed on Greenland. Uh, I would also assume that, yes. Um, but seventh guy, his, his seat was not ejector, and he died in the, yeah. in, in, in the crash. Mm-hmm. I don't know from the crash or from the nukes, but he didn't make it. Sure. Um, you hope the crash. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess you're um, really and I can go in way more detail about what happened, but I'll kind of just keep it high level. Um, this isn't even so, the project yet. Right? No, we're not even at the project yet. So uh, the accident was actually, uh, the thing crashes, blah, 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 uh, was designated a broken arrow. Okay, yeah, we know that. John Travolta. Uh, yes, yep. yes, yes. Christian uh, Slater. Ain't it cool? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's that football player? Uh was there a football player in that movie? Yeah, uh, and at one point he had a saver, and he um, he's like, he's like, I don't want to come out here. It's too much uh, radiation. Uh, <laughs> was it uh, Terry Bradshaw? It, sure, I thought he was going to start with an H, but I can't remember. Joe Montana, <laughs> Howie Mandel, no Howie Emmett. Wasn't Smith? there a Howie football player? Some football player named Howie? No. Oh, all right, Emmett Smith. <laughs> yeah, it was probably him. Deion Sanders. <laughs> Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. All right. So three atomic bomb explode, right? Um, spread plutonium, uh, uh, tritium, and uranium. Boom. Uh, they had a real Project 57 on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, the explosions melted the ice in the meteor, as you can imagine. And at least one atomic bomb bloop, fell into the North Bay oh, uh, and blew into the ice-covered sea. Uh we try to recover it, unsuccessful. So there's, so it's still there. There's a live nuke underneath Greenland somewhere. Whoa! I mean, it's, you know, it's been fifty years, so maybe it's not live anymore. I don't know how that works. Um, so sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> aha! Aha! Um, so Part Fifty Seven provided lots of data about what would happen if this, you know, explodes. And, yeah, we knew. And, right. Hey, we um, knew this. And yet, shockingly. Uh, military and CIA did not have actual responses to what to do in case this would happen. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and they literally didn't have the manpower to deal with it. So a bunch of scientists and other military guys kind of just uh, went up to Greenland to go clean up this mess, which was uh, named Dr. Frieslove. Um, because in this particular part, part of Greenland, uh, temperatures would regularly drop to negative 70 uh, below zero and winds over 100 miles an hour. Jeez. Um, which made cleaning up contamination was basically impossible. They estimate less than 50% was actually successfully cleaned up. Um, they were there for eight months. Um, they, When all said and done, they got about 10 tons of reactive ice, snow, and debris cleaned up, which was flown in South Carolina. Which what? It's flown to South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. What they do with it there? You uh, know what, guys? I mean, 
I like the idea of just leaving it there, but there, who lives in Greenland, right? <laughs> if we're gonna kill people with this stuff, we gotta put it someplace we gotta else. Put it yeah. somewhere, yeah, with people. Where's Charlie from? Uh, he's <laughs> from he was, uh, he one of the Carolinas, I think. Born in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> If we um, learned anything from Project 57, which we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, there's there's so much, uh, pun intended, fallout from this incident. Um, Do we know uh, those doctors and military personnel that did the cleanup? Mm-hmm. Did, were, did they suffer, you know... Uh, Effects from the radiation. Uh, they... It doesn't specifically say, but I'm you know they had to have initially no right. you know eight months at the site of three nuclear bomb explosions. Yeah, yeah even in the sixties, right? Sixties, like, like yes, the sixties era yeah. uh, protections. Right, exactly. Um, so you know the, the silver lining of this whole thing, um, if you can even call it that. Uh, no oh, monkeys in Greenland. <laughs> I mean that's the we that's the silver lining. Oh, here we go. Actually, I was trying to skirt over this, but uh, Danish workers involved in the cleanup, uh, long-term health problems resulted from the exposure to the radiation. Um, though they didn't work actually at the site where they're doing the cleanup, they worked at the place where the stuff was brought. Mm. Um, and uh, I guess we didn't like. Give them a heads up. Yeah, yeah. They did a sample of. Hey guys, Project Fifty Seven's classified. I wish I could tell you what's going to happen to you, but <laughs> but you know. uh, don't sit on that pile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hundreds of people died from it. I mean, yeah. long story short, yeah, mm-hmm. they did. Yeah, but they weren't Americans, so whatever. They were Danish. Yeah, and actually, in '87, a bunch of Danish people uh, brought a class action lawsuit against the United Good. States. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, well, I was going to say the, the silver lining is after this particular thing happened, and there had been other crashes and et cetera, et cetera. The U.S. and Russia finally were like, maybe we should like chill out a little bit on some of this mm. stuff. So they at least that got. I don't know if it actually it was on we were talking record, sixty. Yeah, they said that. yeah, yeah, yeah sixty-eight. So obviously, Cold War still you know went yeah. on for twenty still plus Cold more War. years, but that at least got them to start talking about maybe this isn't the best idea. Yeah. Um, but uh, and actually, yeah. So the Danish foreign minister, you know, had no idea that. We were there for either project, wow. um, and it's confirmed that we'd been there for years, and that we had put nukes there, yeah. and mm. um, so, yeah. So that's uh, oh, and the reason why they call it uh, uh, freeze love, freeze love, was the actual the, the guys, the scientists and the military guys dubbed themselves the freeze love, um, based off of uh, Doctor Strange. Say, Doctor yes. Strange love yes. come out by that point. Yes, it had so. Real clever, fellas. <laughs> Real clever. <laughs> you guys, you know what? Those are the kinds of brains we need coming up with projects. Oh. You're all promoted. You're all dead. You're all <laughs> chief scientists now. Sure, they're dead. Give me some ideas. Give me a project. You, over there in the corner. You, I need a project. You're dead man. I'm dying. <laughs> My skin fell off. <laughs> That's not a project. Okay, we are at our last uh, entry Zenith. on my list. The um, Project Zenith. Uh, <laughs> this thing, this is this is a this is crazy one. So right now we're we've jumped ahead now to 
1977. Uh, Ooh, dig that music. Mm, That's nice. Mm, 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 mm. This is Operation Morning Light. Are you of you familiar? No, but it sounds very nice and, <laughs> yeah, very optimistic. Right. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'll just say it. I'll start off with this, and then I'll back up a little bit. Yeah. Operation Morning Light, the nuclear satellite that almost decimated America. Good. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get ready to start. So, in 1977, uh, the Soviet Union launched Cosmos 954, a nuclear-powered spy satellite. Uh, 46 feet long, weighed over four tons. Um, within months of it being launched... Uh, we're, you know, we're keeping track of this thing mm-hmm. and we're like, man, something, something's weird about this satellite. Like it's acting, acting kind of erratic, kind of uh-huh. goofy. Like it's, uh, it's orbits are irregular and it's like dipping down and going back up again. And Hey, uh, uh, here, let's do this. Um, uh, you, either one, you can both be in the United States and I'll, and I'll be Russia, uh, Soviet Union. Okay. And right. just go ahead and ask me about it. All right. Yeah, Boris. Uh, it's Sam. Yeah. Well, I was I was just calling because you know we got we got eyes on that bird you got up there, and I gotta tell you, I mean, it ain't no pigeon. It's flying around like a like like a like a blind monkey. Is everything fine? Nothing wrong. What was that? Everything's fine. Nothing wrong. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm looking at it right now. It's like taking a nosedive. No, no, everything's fine. Nothing wrong. I'll clatter it back. <laughs> oh, it, I think he just hung up on me. <laughs> do, 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 do. Bring, bring. <laughs> yeah, Sam. It's totally fucked. <laughs> 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 That's basically what happened. They were like officially like, oh, no, it's fine. And then a bunch of the Soviets called U.S. counterparts totally on the radar. was like, no, it's, it's, wow. this is bad. Oh, this wow. is real bad. Um, um, yeah, so again, we noticed that uh, this thing's making erratic maneuvers, changing altitude up to 50 miles, um, and uh, secret meetings, Soviets warned the U.S. counterparts that they basically have no control over it anymore. They've lost control. Wow. Um, it, the system that's meant to um, propel the, you know, the reactor core to safe orbit, um, it is uh, safe disposal orbit. Basically, blast up there, fire a little bit, shoot the reactor into space, everything's cool. Uh, it, it failed. Okay. Um, so the reactor is still flying around. Yes, with the satellite. With the satellite. Yeah. Good. Um, and they're like, yeah, okay, this thing's jacked up. Um, now it's Chernobyl with wings. Yeah, essentially. And uh, it's it's going to crash. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me it's going to crash in Greenland. <laughs> Tell me it's going for Greenland. Please. <laughs> We've we've known it to do when that happens. We've seen a pigeon farm. <laughs> um, There's pigeon on satellite. Yeah. It's trained to hit Greenland. Yeah. So they basically, you know, they're like, okay, so this satellite is come un- unstable. You've yeah. lost control of it. It's flying blind. Uh, where is this thing going to come down? And they're like, oh, somewhere in North America. Uh, legitimately, like. Not like we're trying to bomb you. Like that's where our that's, that's where that go. looks like it's going to come down. Um, and then President Carter's like, now eventually it's come it's come to light. And he's like, okay, so what's on this thing? 
And they're like, oh, it's whatever. And he's like, no, seriously, though. And they kind of go back and forth. Um, 110 pounds of uh, highly enriched uranium. Jeez. So CIA, U.S. government say, you know what? We're going to keep this one on the DL. Mm-hmm. And don't tell the great citizens of the United States at the mm-hmm. time. Good. Um, because they knew that a satellite carrying a live nuclear reactor crashing somewhere in North America um, would disturb, quote, disturb the public in unforeseeable ways. So they kept the public in the dark. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually fine with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is, especially if they don't know where. Yeah. If all they know is that this thing might crash into North America. Yeah, yeah. If they can't pinpoint it to a certain space right. where they could reasonably like, evacuate people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get it. To cause a nationwide panic is probably yeah. uh, not... A good idea. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so 1978 uh, rolls around, and sure enough, um, uh, Cosmos 954 is, is heading down. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's coming in. Um, and uh, in January, it's like... Um, now... Uh, there, they thought it would last longer up up there, because <laughs> um, again, it's only in uh, November or October, November, when they're like, uh oh, um, and in January it was already like coming down. Hmm. Um, so the uh, uh, the U.S. actually had trained a team by 1978 to uh, the Nuclear Emergency Search Team or NEST. Um, uh, they were trained for in case a nuclear thing would go down to take care of it. So mm-hmm. we've learned from our past mistakes. Like we got a team ready for this. Um, this minute, the minute the satellite crashed, though no one knew because it's coming down way sooner than they thought. Um, no one knew quite where it would land. Still North America area, but no one's really sure where. Right. Um, uh, so the Russians are like. Soviet Union, they're like, okay, it's coming down, but it'll all burn up in the atmosphere. <laughs> no problem. And the U.S. was like... We know, we've done <laughs> tests, and we know what happens when they blow up in the atmosphere, damn it. Uh, we pointed a shit ton of animals at the damn thing, and they all went blind. <laughs> oh, don't, man. Don't, don't give me that. Charles, which project was that again? Charles is dead, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, one of those projects. Trust me. We got the data around here somewhere. We wrote it. We've got binders. Didn't we write it down? <laughs> um, they sank in Greenland? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Rush was like, he was like, oh, no, it'll burn up. It'll burn up. Okay. Um, so, it uh, at 11.53 a.m., January 24th, 1978, it reenters Earth's atmosphere, and USSR is like, it's gone. Burnt up. Crack up a cold one, boys. We did it. No problem. It didn't burn up. <laughs> um, it uh, crashed into Canada. Um, we dodged a bullet, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Not our problem. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, they ain't even in the Cold War. They're probably just fine with it. Get Boris on the phone. <laughs> Boris. Next time I see you, buddy. Lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> I got 15 hookers that have got your <laughs> card, buddy. 
Um, so this thing uh, does not burn up as the as uh, the Soviets claimed, and uh, essentially explodes upon reentry, um, spraying Ugh. stuff uh, over a three hundred seventy mile path, um, spanning areas uh, in the Northwest Territories from Alberta to Saskatchewan. Um, the effort to did anybody see it coming at that point? Like, w- oh, the U.S. were like, so it was like, oh, it burnt up, it's fine, and we're like, nope, no, here it comes, nope, here it comes, wow. and they're so like, they oh no, Canada. no, it totally, essentially, like, hey, Canada, brace yourselves, wow. okay, it, it's coming. Um, so, and again, this is this was not, no one knew about this shit happening. Right, yeah. So, um, the effort to clean everything up is called Operation Morning Light. Um, ultimately. There was a forty-eight thousand mile square air, uh, forty-eight thousand square mile area that had to be cleaned up. Um, there was a joint Canadian-American team swept through the air by um, foot and air for phase one, which lasted four months, and then phase two, which lasted another four months. Um, they found twelve pieces of the satellite. Ten of those twelve were radioactive. Um, they were so radioactive that. Um, one fragment had a, had a level of 500 R over H, which is, uh, sufficient to kill a human within the contact within a few hours. Man. Um, Boris, <laughs> get out your checkbook. <laughs> well, there is no way we you. are paying for this. <laughs> <You Oski. laughs> uh, on the terms of the 1972 space liability convention, um, if a nuclear weapon explodes over another country's soil, it is up to the originating country to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't, Canada sued Russia. Nice. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure that went yeah, yeah. fine and everyone um, was... Oh, wait, I forgot the coolest part. So the Nest team that headed up there to clean it up, um, the vans that they drove in were dis- disguised as bakery vans. <laughs> so a bunch of bakers are heading up in the Canadian wilderness... <laughs> I mean, it, it's not like at this point people sort of know that something happened, right? How I like, guess how remote are these areas is the question. Yeah. Um, let's like see. I know that Northwest ter- territories are are you know not as populated, yeah. right? Yeah, but no, I mean, I guess I guess Alberta, it, Saskatchewan, and uh, Wolverine was out there. Oh, yeah, that's no, right. maybe that's how. <gasps> Maybe that's how. I'm a mutant. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Radiation. Um, <laughs> Can you see, bub? <laughs> um, Don't come crying to me until you're blind. Uh, <laughs> I can't cry. I'm blind. <laughs> um, yeah, so people knew about it. I mean, at this point, I mean, it, just, right. it, it was... Um, uh, there's a... I guess there's a... Um, place called Yellowknife in Canada that uh, this artist has like created um, art of the satellite coming down and no landmarks were hitting everything. Hmm. There was an episode of Saturday Night Live that actually referenced it uh, in uh, 1978. There was a running gag about radioactive debris from the satellite that caused mutant lobsters to head to the U.S. coast. <laughs> and then All eventually right. had them invade the studio at the end of the uh, show. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so here's the, here's the, here's the kind of the final little chilly, chilling part of this story. Um, had the, uh, satellite come down where they originally 
thought it was going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, when they're projected uh, things, it would have landed basically smack dab in the middle of the west coast of the United States. Wow. Hmm. Um, sorry, east coast, east coast, east, east coast of the United States. Hmm. Yeah. So... <laughs> South Carolina's on the East Coast. <laughs> We've already got Boys, we did it. We did it. <laughs> It'll cancel it out. Yeah, yeah. That's what the test showed, right? When we blew up two bombs next to each other. It was like we never blew up anything. <laughs> it only happened bad in Greenland because those were three. <laughs> we needed another one. <laughs> that damn one just went in the water. It didn't blow up. Oh man, Adam, this has been a truly disheartening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank wow. you. No problem. Yeah. So, so who knows what and where bombs are being exploded? Yeah, right now or planning on. But it's safe to assume there are fifteen to twenty government <laughs> projects yeah. currently active, and all of them are bad. Yeah, either blowing up a bomb or cleaning up a bomb that was blown <laughs> up. But are the pigeons okay? That's that's that's, that's all I care well, about. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, <laughs> that was a. I mean, I, I'm glad we started with that. At least. Right. I want to start. With, you know, I said some life yeah. work away to yeah. to the you know death of the East Coast of America. <laughs> <sighs> Well, yeah. it's a but good this, thing the that archive the archive is like a is a bunker, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. We better get in there real quick. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Leave this one out. What here. would happen if we exploded an atomic bomb above the archive? That's a really good question. I mean, we don't know, right? Yeah. We've never done it. Never done it. Project, put it in the archive. <laughs> <laughs>